welcome to Lo-Fi Lit. Today on the show, I'm talking to Catch Brett. Catch founded Catch Fest in 2016 from Denver, Colorado. Today is a very big show because Catch is one of the most influential people within the indie lit community and has created a sort of infrastructure which has had a direct and indirect influence on me and my life and the communities that I uh, revolve around. So let's like fucking get into the episode. Let's go guys. Shock you guys later. Bye. Yeah, the fest started because I lived in Denver and I didn't really have a close-knit community there, but I had a lot of friends online mm-hmm. and a lot of those people lived in like neighboring states or I guess like Nebraska and then like some friends from Chicago came the first year and it was kind of like just a place for us to hang out um and it was I know everyone calls it catch fest but it was called the next lit fest and I did that for three years in Denver and it kind of just grew and grew every year Mm -hmm. um and then there was like a five-year hiatus and uh we started again this year in philly for the first time but where does like the threshold go from use like in your head like i want to create a literary festival and then like starting to put it together i feel like a lot of people will be like oh i should do or we should do like a literary festival to bring in like internet writers and bring them all together but then like you actually went out and you organized it and did it like, what is, can you, like, explain the process of the first one putting it together? Because I'm sure there was a lot of things you did not know you're going to uh, approach upon, like, difficulties, you know, issues and stuff. Yeah. Um, to be honest, like, I have a really shitty memory. So, like, I don't know how many details I'll be able to pull from 2016. But, like I said, it was pretty small the first year. There, I think there were, like, a dozen of us. And it was, like, everyone, like stayed at my place i had a little house outside of denver and like i think everyone was like sleeping on a couch or on the floor or whatever um and we it's you know it was pretty basic like organizing a reading um but i just did that for three nights in a row i just got locations for us to read um honestly yeah like I can't even remember if the first year it was like that I know the second like the more official variation like the following year definitely was like okay I'm gonna like invite specific presses and this is the same format I still follow Mm -hmm. it was like I'm gonna invite specific presses to come to the fest and we'll feature these presses and then the presses it's on them to organize like an hour-long reading um as one usually does but then i will tell them like when and where basically Mm -hmm. over the course of the weekend but yeah i don't i don't remember if the first year we even really had anything that official like 
it could have just been like readings at my house all weekend, which was a part of the fest that like continued like after official readings would happen we'd come back and like party and I we would do something I call a poetry party which would just be like a late night open mic Mm -hmm. um and that was always to me kind of like the like the blood of the fest just like like the really fun part um so I feel like maybe that first year it was more just like that Mm -hmm. were you worried like Anyone was going to, like, murder you if everyone was, like, sleeping over? Yeah. You were? Definitely. <laughs> Who are you the most concerned about? And did they end up being a murderer? No. Yeah, there's, like, one person that comes to mind. Uh, but they're, like, that's, it's, they're, they're totally, they're just different, you know. We're Who? all, we're, I'm not going to say. Was it Theo? No, no. Oh. I'm, I think I'm. I knew Theo. Um, I don't know if I'd ever. Oh, Theo wasn't at the first one. He wasn't. No, I don't think no. so. He was at 2017. Yeah, or yeah, maybe not even 2017. I think Theo didn't come till the very last one. No, he went to the 2017 one because there's images of him. Because I was supposed to, I was like planning on going to that one, but like unforeseen circumstances prevented me from going, and it's like one of the biggest regrets like my life and i i feel like you like because i didn't even know like you were like a person i just knew like catch fest and it was like this like infrastructure like in the background of my life that like created like these like communities that i like revolve around now and like participate in like you kind of like catch fest really gave it more those social circles more of a like a structure and yeah can you I'm can you like speak more to that? I'm like curious what you mean in more detail. Mm, like so like I knew like in 2017, so I like followed like Carmen and some other like El Nash and maybe like Aaron Taylor. And I just remember like wanting to go to Catch Fest mm-hmm. and then like after that i just knew about catch fest and it really it gave those people like a like a like somewhere to go and somewhere to participate in with each other and it was like it was like like catch fest is like a magazine but like a live magazine that people participate in and not a magazine oh yeah and so like yeah like gave me like yeah, the way I explained it was the best way I'm going to explain it. I'm really bad at, like, <laughs> going into articulating my arguments. No, it's just interesting to me because I I feel like the fest is really special to a lot of people, not just myself. And um, so, have you, wait, have you been to any no. of them? Yeah, so, like, it, it's interesting to hear you talk about how it's even special to you as someone who has yet to be able to participate that's really cool yeah are you have you thought about making a magazine like based off the people that you like invite and stuff the first year i'm pretty sure i made uh like a little chat book um like lit mag kind of thing mm-hmm. with some of those people that was the time i was like 
running Sad Spell Press, like the the um, publisher offshoot of Witchcraft Mag, and oh. I was like making a lot of like handmade books. Like I was that time of my life, I was very involved in the literary scene, and that felt more natural and um, available to me to make something kind of like a souvenir in that sense but um i don't know if i'll ever get into publishing again it's something i think about but i don't know why not so you were working wait you were working for witchcraft how'd you get involved with them i was a co-founder you were with l yeah how'd you meet l we met at a reading in Denver because we both lived in Denver at the same time. I think it was Clo- a Chloe Caldwell reading. Really? Whoa. Yeah. When did you how, wait? When do you get into writing originally? Um. Well, I wrote like in high school, um, but I didn't really like find myself as a poet until college, and I so that. And then I like found internet poetry through college that I don't know if you'll remember this and maybe not everyone knew about it, but there was like, oh shit, I don't even remember. There was this Facebook group. Oh gosh, I wish I could remember. There was this like Facebook meme group back when we were on Facebook and a couple people in like the year ahead of me ran that group and it was a very like alt lit group. And mm-hmm. so through them, I learned about alt lit, and I was not active online until after I graduated. And I think 2013, I like made a Tumblr and uh, made a Facebook and all of that. And like by that time, I was in Oakland, and so that's when I started getting involved in the scene and and writing more for others and not just for myself is that the same facebook group that august smith was involved in because he talked about a facebook group kind oh, of like that. that's so funny i've oh it was people who own sometimes i think is what it was called oh people who own sometimes or something like that it was like a meme group i don't know if that's what august was talking about maybe did you were you ever involved with outlet gossip was that a Tumblr? I think so. And they made it into like a website. No, I don't That sounds familiar, but obviously I wasn't involved enough to really know what you're talking about. So who was like the first, the people you started to meet on the internet through this um, scene? Yeah. So when I moved to Oakland, um, I wanted to get involved with the poetry scene. And um, I like, I don't even know how like, we find each other right i but i think mm-hmm. i think maybe i had a twitter at that point i i think one of the first people i connected with on twitter was lewis packard like i'll never forget that because like he's just been in my life for so long and then maybe like justin ryan five and paul hansen clark and, and those were like the people who came to the fest and um but I also knew of other people like Gabby Bess and Austin Islam and Rachel Bell. Like those were like the kind of people that I didn't connect with, but I knew of. Um, but then Alexander Naughton 
was someone who was in the bay and she was like the person who um and she was like my literary doula like she told told me to make a facebook and that's how i would find events and like that's you know she was the person who started my literary career in that way so if you hadn't started like going through the internet and creating these spaces what do you think you would have ended up like with my life yeah <laughs> oh, i have no clue yeah i mean i'm in my early 30s now and i'm like working on career stuff and like foundation stuff for like the rest of my life and all that like adulthood kind of thing mm -hmm. that you, one does um but in my 20s all i cared about was being an artist like i really it really was hard for me to come to terms with the fact that like i couldn't be a publisher of poetry and not that like not it's not that like everyone can't do that there's obviously people out there doing that but for me it just wasn't something i could continue pursuing and that was really hard to come to terms with wait um, why not just financially it oh. i wasn't making money doing that and i was so determined to do that that i put all my energy into that instead of like actually finding a way to survive and so i i had to step back and kind of just reprioritize for a while and and that's a lot of the reason why the fest took a hiatus because i was like just reorganizing my life mm -hmm. well also like trump was in office because i remember like catch fest 2017 was like took place like right before like trump got into office and then the years after that were just like really like gloomy and doomy and shit and depressing and just hard i think on like everyone especially within like the internet community spaces and then it also like in like october of 2018 that's when the rogan buck shit like dropped and that also like just like exploded the you know alt lit spaces and everything and like no one even wanted to use that fucking term alt lit it's taken like years and years and years for even for people to even like mention it yeah no i mean you're right like maybe there was it was like good timing to take a break yeah. um i i think that what i was going through like a lot of us were going through in our own ways mm -hmm. so like but you were publishing poetry with uh el nash yeah so we started witchcraft in 2015 and i was the she was a fiction editor i was the poetry editor and a couple years into that we had started publishing books and that was the path i wanted to pursue and so we kind of split off where she was running the mag and i was running the press and then shortly thereafter that's when i realized like i couldn't sustainably commit to that and i mm -hmm. and i in that press like what's the word like is it dispelled or something like that disbanded disbanded yeah um so yeah that press is no longer active obviously witchcraft is still um and after that yeah that was like the end of my publishing career it didn't last very long what's the like your proudest book that you were able to publish during that time um i was really 
a fan of Laura Theobald at the time and I was able to work with her and um, I think she's a really cool poet. Um, so it was, it was nice to work with her on, on her book because it was like coming from, well, it had originally been published at Metatron and then I was like, okay, I want to republish it. And it, you know, it lasted long enough, but eventually that, that book, uh, it was called what my hair says about you. It, it's life, you know, came to an end, even though it was picked up by two different publishers. It was just such a great book. Um, so that was a special occasion. And yeah, I still, I still consider myself an editor. Um, mm -hmm. Like I have that kind of mentality. Um, so working with a poet I admire and being able to like provide feedback and like kind of click with that person where I understand their work and I can um, offer suggestions that like actually resonate with the writer is like a really great feeling. And then Laura and I would kind of give each other feedback. Like we have blurred each other's books. Like we had an ongoing relationship there for a while. It's strange to talk about these things. Like I said, like my memory is not the best and like that okay. feels like a whole other lifetime, but that's what comes to mind. So when you're like publishing books, what would you look for? Like in a book of poetry that like establishes it itself as a full collection that you could put out? Like, does there need to be like a narrative arc or just like um, be really, really fucking good? I think, and like, granted, we didn't put out so many books that I could like speak to, like, this is what I looked for as a publisher. But I think as a reader and as a poet, um, what I look for, like, what attracts me to certain poetry is. I guess, like, I like relatable poetry. Um, I like poems that get to the point, I guess, in the sense that feel, like, more conversational and less um, abstract. That's just me personally. I know that not, like, some people want their poems to be um, very, like, otherworldly or um, very colorful, but I like things that are more like telling me what's going on in a way that's like um getting to like a maybe a deeper level of emotion mm -hmm. that makes sense yeah he was one of the first poets like that you really got into maybe like classic like old timey poets i i don't i mean dante was the first like old wow poet we read dante we read some of the inferno in a class i took in college and that really activated me um but for like modern or contemporary poets i um wow am i totally blanking on oh, what was her name oh my god i don't like read her anymore it was heather what's heather something I'm not sure. Um, if you had not read Dante, but then when you're working out witchcraft and someone like like submitted a book that was Dante, would you have published it? No. <laughs> okay. 
absolutely not. I'd be like, this is fucking crazy. I mean, does anyone read like that anymore? I don't think or so. Or write like that? I'm trying to see if I have this. Uh, Heather Crystal. I do um, not So all these names I do not know that I'm going to look up yeah. after. Yeah, Heather Crystal was, like, someone I really got into when I was first getting into poetry. But then, like, I, I think I started to find my own personal style when I started finding people like Ariana Rhines. Yeah. She's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, those were some of the first poets I got into. And then it very quickly, like, morphed into, like, my actual contemporaries, like, people in All Lit, what they were writing. Did you ever invite Ariana to any of your readings or uh, festivals just to no. see if she would come? No, it was never like catered to those kind of people. But like, don't you know Ben Fama? I think Ben Fama has like a connection. Yeah, Ben Fama and I, you know, are in a, like we share like an atmosphere, I guess, if you're like thinking about the literary world, but we don't run in the same circle. It's just, really, yeah, no. Oh. And Pop is like an OG. Yeah, I, I know. And I like I'm not. He was like the academic, like really smart shit, but like also the people like on the street too. And he like has both of those worlds, and he yeah, can like interact a, between them. Yeah, that's true. That's a really great quality that he has. But you guys like hang out, but you don't consider him. Oh no, I don't hang out with him. No. Oh, okay. I mean, I live in Philadelphia, and Ben lives in New York. Has he ever been to a lit fest? No. No? no. I think you would have been. No. I mean, so when I was doing the fest in Denver, like, it, it was, like, an ask for people to come to Denver because they're wasn't much going on there like people would have to buy flights or drive or like take a fucking greyhound mm -hmm. you know like an 18 hour bus or whatever to show up and um get airbnbs or whatever like it was like there was a cost to come and i think kind of the way you were speaking to it earlier of like the lore around it really appealed to a specific type of person in the literary community that maybe hadn't had that kind of experience before whereas like a ben fama has yeah i also like the fact that you were doing it in a place that like doesn't usually have like literary festivals because i feel like literary festivals they always they are they're attracted to like the awp and awp chooses a city and then all these other like people that aren't associated with AWP, they go and like do their little events around it because like everyone's going there. And I like the fact that you you did Catch Fest like at a, like the opposite end of the calendar when like no nothing was going on. Yeah, that was exactly why I chose that time. It was like six months after AWP. Have you ever been to AWP? I have once. What was it like? Um, I, I was tabling for witchcraft, um, right? Wasn't that what I was doing there? I was tabling for, it must've been witchcraft. Um, and it was in Washington, DC. And I, you know, I was like kind of on 
my own thing at the time. I don't even think I really participated in the outside events. I remember going to one reading that was really cool because it was just like at a bar or whatever. And it was really, really full of people and like had cool lighting. And I was much younger then. And um, I'm trying to think, was that even before... I feel like that was 2016. So it was probably something that inspired me to do the fest. But the actual inspiration for the fest was a reading that Justin Ryan Five put on. I believe he was the one who put it on. It was a reading for his birthday. And there were like 30 people who read that night. And the reading was like all night. Um and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And that really made me want to do something like that. And it kind of evolved into, yeah, I guess it was like, okay, I want to, yeah, like throw a party and invite my friends to come to Denver and do my own version of that. But it ended up being like three days instead of just the night. But you were associated with witchcraft by that point when you created a sketch fest yeah do you think that people if you weren't do you think people would have came because i feel like if i try to make something like that no one would fucking come because i'm not really i don't have anything published and i don't like run a magazine or anything yeah i think so i think that makes sense i i i don't think that i ever wanted to like some of my friends like want to be writers and like want to make money being a writer or they like want to you know make a name for themselves as a writer and that was and that's beautiful and i think those people will definitely succeed at that but for me it was always definitely more about just like making friends Mm -hmm. um like creating community yeah exactly so i feel like it was it was just kind of destined that this would happen so maybe if it weren't witchcraft it would have been something else because i did have a relationship with these people and to a certain extent but i think that maybe what starting witchcraft did was like kind of catapult me into this era of my life where i was dedicating more of myself to the literary community and to traveling and meeting people and all of that like inspired me to do this thing and through those experiences i also like had made these connections with people who would also be interested in doing that thing Mm -hmm. did witchcraft ever become overwhelming well yeah that's why i stopped okay (laughs) i mean witchcraft like i I don't think witchcraft became overwhelming, but it was when I was trying to follow like a passion to publish books rather than just do the magazine. And Mm. then that became overwhelming because I was doing, I was running a press basically by myself. Um, Were you putting your own money into it? Yeah, exactly. Damn. Like all of it. All of it was our own money. Um, like we would make money from the mag, but like we never made money. I think L once said it costs like a thousand dollars to like put out like a print mag. Yeah, 
I can't, I don't remember the exact numbers anymore, but like we, we would definitely lose money doing that. And it's not to say that there was no money coming in from people ordering the books. Otherwise, like we wouldn't have been able to continue to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. But it all came from us. And that's definitely ultimately why I couldn't keep publishing small press books because I didn't have the funds to keep that going. And I also didn't have maybe the network to be selling the amount of books to keep it going. Or I just didn't have the luck. Like I feel like other people in my exact position have made it work. And like who? I'm thinking about Apocalypse Party when I say that because they're my publisher. I put a book out with them. um, And Ben... It runs the press by himself and he has done that for years and I um, like I think he's doing pretty well every time I've talked to him about it it's just seemed like it's gotten better and better but again like I, I don't know the details so um, you know I'm hopeful that that continues for him and but yeah I think it's I think there's like tiers to like small press publishing, like where it's like the one person doing it themselves. And then it's like the small presses that have like a group of people who are all contributing to it. And then like above that is like maybe more of an academic kind of funded thing. And um, it obviously gets easier and easier the more outside support there is. Were you and Elle thinking about bringing other people in? Well, there were other people like working for us, but it like no one was like none of us were getting paid. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot for most indie presses. Yeah, and all of the lit mags and all of that, like everyone's just doing it because they they want to. So, were you working at like where were you working at this time? I was a barista. Mm-hmm. Um, and I worked for, I was a barista and then I also worked for my dad. He owned a glass company, uh, oh. and I would manage his office. So a lot of my day, I could just like sit in the office and work on the lit mag or whatever writing stuff I had going on. You still talk to L? Not really. What happened? I mean, nothing happened. Oh. She moved to Scotland. <laughs> Are you going to move to Scotland to follow no. Isn't that where she lives? I think she's in Scotland. Yeah, my, I was just, I saw Alexandra today and she was like, yeah, I saw Elle a few weeks ago. And I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot. She, like, was going to be in the States. And I, like, I just haven't been online very much recently. And so I, d- I missed an opportunity to talk to her. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we met almost 10 years ago now and you know life just changes and we go in different directions and like there's no bad blood it's just we're not as cl- like we were close because we were we work together and yeah. now we don't work together you know how soon meeting l did you guys start the magazine after like immediately really <laughs> yeah i feel like we like hung out a few times and like both wanted to do this thing and then we just did it that's cool yeah i don't know if i could do that with anyone like, i mean do you want to what no on oh, the spot well, i don't nice. know <laughs> you could do it if you wanted to hypothetically well yeah i don't know i like doing this you, yeah this is cool 
You want to read one of your poems? Um, is that something people do on here? Yeah, I put. It, I usually edit and like I put it in the beginning. Um. Okay. Let me look at what I have. What I sent you today. Do this. The the scar one. The one you texted me about. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me get to it. Did you ever think about publishing your like own like book on witchcraft? Or through witchcraft? We thought about stuff like that and we both were like opposed to it. Okay. Yeah. So do you did you didn't work on the mag did you work on the magazine? Yeah. Okay. So you know the people that you published? Um, what do you mean by no like I didn't know them. Okay. Like all those were all like submittable pub or submissions, you know. Mm-hmm. Did you know Aris? Who? Aris Aldrich. No. Okay. Never mind. Sorry. That's all right. Well, there's a lot of names that you brought up that I I'm not familiar with. There's so many. It's cool to like just keep finding out more and more like people. So where are you located? I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And what's the literary scene like there? There's none. That's why I created this. See, it's like that's what I did in in Denver. How'd you meet Carmen? Because Carmen has said she's met you several times and like yeah. hung out. She came to all of the fests. Um, but she, yeah, I think she was like one of those first people I connected with online, like around the same time. Like when I said Lewis Packard, like Carmen was right there too. Mm-hmm. I don't know how did how did Twitter do that. Like it was, it's all Twitter. Like, and I know, like people hate Twitter now, but like I will forever be indebted to Twitter, like because that's where all my friendships came from. That's true. Just like following like magazines, I guess, and like the best tweeters. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember how like the algorithm works, but it was like if I followed one person, then it's like who are those people retweeting or whatever, and like we were all just so like eager to connect and that was like an era of like we were actually sending each other our poetry and like giving each other feedback that like doesn't happen anymore but 10 years ago it did did you ever uh have you ever run into like the shabby dollhouse people like lucy or sarah jean no i but they were like yeah they they were like in that kind of group of people that felt like a little bit outside of me because i came really like i came in like on a a secondary wave of alt lit um and the in my mind they were like one of the that magazine's like a core alt lit staple you know fascinating mm-hmm. you kind of came in on the tenderness lit wave tenderness a, interesting do you agree or disagree um well, I guess I created that you were already with witchcraft, so I guess you came with a witchcraft wave. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't think about it in waves based on magazines, but I guess that yeah. it makes sense that other people would. I think about it more of like scenes, like kind of like friend groups okay. and clicks, but that's maybe just how my brain works. I think you should contact Lucy and like ask her to participate in one of your festivals. She yeah. might be up for it. Yeah, I should. That's a great idea. What do you think about Gabby Bess? Or Goddess Earth? She's fabulous. 
did you guys become friends? Um, I wouldn't say that we're friends, but um, I feel like we could be friends if we lived in the same city. I think that we are like similar people, and uh, I would like to be her friend one day if the stars align. Is there a lot of gossip at these festivals? No, I don't think no? so. No, I don't oh. think so. I don't think I ever really experienced. Oh, I mean, there was one year where there was like drama, but oh, it was what like, happened? it was just like, it was like Taolin drama. Oh, of like who's associated with Taolin here and like who is like fine with Taolin and who like hates Taolin. And then there was like drama around that. Was that in 2018? <laughs> Yeah, no, I think that was 2017. Really? Or, like, 2017 was a, like, happening year. Like, shit was going down. Yeah, maybe I... Did, like, someone create an Excel sheet of, like, who likes Talon and who doesn't? <laughs> no. Oh. Um, but, yeah, like, people... Um, there's just, like, a discomfort around... Um those associations and i think at this point there's been maybe just a little bit of <clears throat> allowance for people to it's a bit more relaxed yeah yeah like i don't know i'm thinking about like elizabeth ellen and like she's like hated for some reason and um but there's like people who are like connected to elizabeth ellen that like no one's gonna like hate on them for being friends with Elizabeth Allen, you know? Yeah, like L. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm thinking about, and it's it, it's like exactly the Talon thing. Maybe I don't know. I don't get into. I don't know. I I really don't know why people. I understand why people don't like Talon. I don't understand. I don't know what happened with Elizabeth Allen. Do you? Can you tell me? Elizabeth Allen wrote an essay where she was. She was kind of defending, I don't know if she was defending Talon, but she was like defending Talon based off that she was like friends with, I want to say Talon, but like people. Okay, so maybe this is all related to Talon. Yeah. Because there's all these <laughs> accusations. Like so much drama mm -hmm. in our world. And then she got, she got way more shit, Elizabeth Talon did. Just for yeah, the I thought something happened this because I when you said that I that was like that was back when Talon was getting canceled, but I feel like something else happened this year. Yeah, like Hobart's like rebranded as like being like, Alex Marvez or someone. He like uh did an interview and shit went down. Yeah. And like they they completely like restructured their entire like magazine because all these. Uh, like editors left and walked off wow yeah yeah i don't know you probably know more of the gossip than i do what's the gossip what's all the gossip these days i don't want to get in trouble you're gonna get me in trouble i mean yeah well i don't want to get in trouble yeah let's not gossip then <laughs> okay so next year, so now you're doing, but now you're doing a festival called Reunion Poetry with uh, Zoe. How did you meet Zoe? 
Um, Zoe and I met at Catch Fest, or yeah, the next Lit Fest. I I, I try not to call it Catch Fest because I think why not? Because it's that's my it's just weird. Because it's your name. You're the one that built it. I know, but I it's like that. That's just not what I call it. It's synonymous. Do you have Catch Fest shirts? Um. No, I think I made shirts that said the next Lit Fest. I don't think they said Catch Fest, but like oh. maybe they did. I don't remember. So who started calling it Catch Fest? Not you? Um, I think Paul Hanson Clark likes to claim that. Mm. Did you and Carmen create something together? We did. We did a split chop at one point. Wow. Yeah, again, all of this stuff feels like another lifetime. Like a lot of like a lot of my connections from that era just like like i'll always love those people but they're not as strong as they were back then and like yeah thinking about the chapbook that carmen and i did in 2016 or whatever it's just like wow that i was a totally different person and living a totally different life it's interesting to have these memories kind of surfacing so like what is your life how is your life different now from then back then well, like I said, I took a hiatus and I am still very much connected to the same scene that I was back then. Um, but I think that we've all just grown up. Like a lot of us are in our 30s now. Like a lot of us can't like get away with um, just like picking up and going across the country because that you want to go to a poetry reading like it's the kind of travel and adventure I did back then I don't do anymore but I did leave Denver to come to Philadelphia because I knew Philadelphia would offer me more of that on a consistent basis so yeah I took time to really figure out like kind of my career stuff and um, work on my finances and all that fun stuff and then I was able to move out here and from there I slowly started rebuilding my literary life um, and now I'm I started the fest up again this year which yeah me and Zoe worked on that over the past year or so um, to get that going and I've been hosting readings here in Philly and like building community here with the the local writers and it's all still very new but it was something that I knew I had to come back to at some point when when I had the space for it. Was it soul crushing to like put those things aside? Yeah, definitely. I I I mean, I had a mental breakdown. I just, like, didn't know Whoa. what I was doing with my life. You're like a midlife crisis. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely... I mean, it was the literary stuff and feeling, like, no momentum with that. And my career, like, feeling no momentum with that. It was, like, both sides of my life. It, it all came to, like, ahead at the same time. But I also was... In my mid-20s, um, I was not 
I was, you know, I just wasn't living my life in a very intelligent way. And I didn't really have a lot of emotional intelligence to really also. understand. I mean, like, I was just hyper emotional. Um, and I guess I just everything felt like the end of the world. Um, I didn't have really a good grip on life at that point. Um, so what would so your oh, sorry, no, you're fine. What uh, would your advice be to people like young people or people that I guess are like in this community, like doing what you did? Do you think they should stop and like or try to integrate? I don't know their finances and be more disciplined about I don't know their work life. Um, no, definitely not. Fuck that. Like, Good. Hold on that for as long as possible. Like, Yay. have fun and fuck up. Like, I wouldn't change that. I I'm glad that everything happened as it did. I think if I were to like give myself advice, I would tell myself to maybe just like um like rein it in a little bit and like not expect myself to do so much all at once like let myself put out one book a year you know i i see young publishers who are like doing the most and i like i'm like yeah that's awesome like i know that feeling and it's really great but like i also see the potential for burnout and i don't and i like want I don't want those people to have the same experience that I did. What do you think the differences are now from publishing back then to publishing now? Do you think it's easier? I don't know. Like Amazon, like self-publishers and things like that? Yeah, I don't know how that works. I don't know how am the Amazon publishing thing works. Like I, um... Because I know Shabby Dow House, they're doing it pretty well. Yeah, it's and and I'm pretty sure that's how Apocalypse Party publishes too, and I'm sure a lot of people are using that tool. But I don't, I don't know how it works. I don't know if it makes it any easier or more accessible. Um, but I mean, that's kind of what Amazon has done in general. So I'm guessing, yeah. So how do you and Zoe get together? Because you've yeah. met her before. Yeah, that was a. a I'm pretty sure we met at Catch Fest. That was another Catch Fest connection. And then you start talking to her again, like you're gonna start doing the festivals again because you're yes. calling it like reunion poetry. Yeah. So the new name before it was the next Lit Fest. Now it's reunion, and Zoe was one of the people when I finished the 2018 fest and was like kind of starting to think about next year before I like had to put everything down and walk away for a while. She was one of the people who offered to help. Um, there are a few people who wanted to help because they, they could all see that I needed help. Um, and so when it was time to like pick it back up, I reached out to her because I knew that she was interested before and yeah, she's obviously developed her own career. Um, you know, she's an, a really talented artist and um, she did all of the website design, the logo design 
and just really killed that. So you said she saw that you needed help. What were you struggling with? Um, well, it kind of goes back to what I was saying about, like, just, like, being, like, hyper-emotional. I, um, I, I think, think that's I, an okay thing to be. Yeah, I mean, to an extent, no, I don't know if I agree with that. Because, really? <laughs> yeah, I think that it's good to... Because you're passionate? Yeah, I think that there's a difference between being passionate and being ruled by your emotions, where you can't, where, like, you can't function because every everything is too intense um and that was what it was for me like i i think by the time we wrapped up with 2018 fest it, i was pretty verbal about how i was struggling and how it was a lot of work and um how i needed support which is great that i was able to ask for that help and i had friends who wanted to to help me out in that way um but by that time it was like i had exhausted my energy just because i had been doing it by myself for three years and i was taking on a lot and i didn't know how to regulate my nervous system at that point in my life and so i would just mm -hmm. like after the fest every year I would have a mental breakdown. Like I was like, my life would get fucked up. Like oh it would be like the greatest like weekend of my year. And then like following that, I just like, I was just so dysregulated and that, you know, has been a journey for me to like understand that. Um, and like this year doing reunion, I didn't have that experience because I have learned how to handle myself um, when I'm taking on, like large feats and I'm going to be around a lot of people and there's a lot expected of me or not even necessarily expected of me, but like just, I have, I have to do a lot and give a lot. It, it just takes a lot out of you. Did you want someone to take it over for you while you were like on hiatus? No, I never thought about that. It always felt like my thing. Like I don't, it never came to mind that like someone else would do it. Yeah. Have you thought about, like, so, like, the new one, when the new one started up, when do you reach out to Zoe? Um, well, Zoe and I started working on it, like, a year before, because I I knew I wanted to make it more professional and organized, and I wanted a website, and I wanted a logo, and so I started talking to Zoe about it, like, several months before I then started organizing it. So where are you guys going to be next year? And what is it going to be bigger? I don't know. Better. Yeah, I don't know. I think Or is it like that, good where it's at right now? I think that it's it it was a good year. Um I I think that coming back for the first time after taking time away, I it wasn't what it was before and I and I was okay with that i knew that it couldn't be but i think that i need to give it some time to kind of uh build up to what it's going to be now like i don't need to like force it into being something i can kind of give it a couple of years to see like what it wants to be do you think the same people are going to be coming to it or do you think there's going to be a new generation of young writers that will be attracted to it 
in some way i don't know um i think that like a lot of like the lore that you you like started this off with like i don't i don't know if that still exists around it so um like this year it was a lot of people in philly and there's a really rich community of writers in philly and then there were like a decent amount of new york poets um and writers did did sebastian go to it um sebastian who that sounds really familiar i don't know shabby dollhouse people oh he's not a poet he's more of a short fiction guy yeah i don't know i did not meet that person if he was there uh but yeah i think i have i hope that like a lot of the people that used to come show up again um that's why i called it reunion because like those people do feel like my family and i and i would love for more people to have a similar experience where it does feel like this thing that we do every year where like the poets get together and they get to see their best friends and spend time with the people that they love and share their work like i really want that's what i want it to be um so i hope that it does continue to hold that same narrative if it's such a toll on your emotional health do you think you should be doing it every year or maybe doing it like every other year well i think that's part of why i had to like step back because it's like it was less about like the fest being a toll on my emotional my emotional health and more about like my emotional health being fucked up to start with and i had to work on on that oh so it's like combined yeah i just like wasn't emotionally mature enough i think how did you mature (laughs) through time and reflection and introspection um i got sober oh (laughs) that's a big part of it so were you like alcohol yeah yeah okay yeah just like not i mean obviously not kind of lifestyle i feel like a lot of people in the kind of indie community like were drinking a lot and now they've stopped and now i see a lot of people that are like sober and they talk about being sober interesting that's cool have you seen that um, I don't really pay attention to things. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad. I that's feel bad because, cool. like, I do wish that I, like, was more connected. But, like... Uh, you got your own life going on. Yeah, but still, like, I do wish I, like, knew more about other people's lives and um, all of that. I, I feel... There's a part of me that feels guilty. But, yeah, that's part of, like, that emotional, like, maintenance that you're asking about. Is like, I just, like... It's too much for me to try and like, like stay in touch with everyone and stay up to date with everyone. I do just have to kind of focus on myself. Yeah. So, what do you feel guilty about? Um, just because I like think these people are really cool. Like, I think everyone in the lit scene, like, those are my people, and I want to like support those people and and be in touch with those people. But I think that that's why i do the fest and that's how i can contribute and like i can put my energy towards that and and then i don't have to it's like i am doing it in my own way rather than like 
like being in the DMs with everyone all the time or whatever. Do you think there could be a thing that functions where it's like it updates maybe like a zine or something that like updates about people's lives and keeps in touch with the different communities and scenes? That would be so cool. I love that idea. It's kind of like the shabby dollhouse reader, but it would include more people outside the shabby dollhouse. Did you ever read the shabby dollhouse reader? Yeah, but it was just like a lit mag, right? It wasn't like people updating on their... Shabby dollhouse was the magazine on the website, and then like a couple years into it, Lucy created the shabby dollhouse reader, which was like it kind of like did, had like interviews and it was a little zine. It would come out every month. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it would have to be something like Tumblr. Like we just all have to get back on Tumblr or yeah. something. <laughs> but so that would wanna, be nice. Do you want to read a poem? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think the one you liked is like nice and short too so this is called delayed arrival the forced reaching god's will for my body in 20 minutes will you text me a scar i let soften for attention i want you to see how resilient i am to your behavior doing what you told me that's that's i said soften i usually just say soften but i really pronounced that t this time that was a sharp t you're attacking it (laughs) yeah so when you sit down to write a poem what's your goal in writing poem i don't sit down to write a poem i will sometimes get like hit with a poem and i have to write it down like will you like wake up in the middle of the night and be like i have a poem in my head and then like sit down and write it out i'm sure i've had that happen in its own way at some point but yeah it's more like i have a thought and i'm like oh i have to write that down um or it's And that's like kind of just like short lines of poetry that maybe I'll incorporate um, because a lot of my writing practices in the editing process. But if I'm writing like a poem, if I'm writing, if a full poem is like coming to life um, through me, it's a feeling and then like a thought and then like the thought like kind of just like tumbles into more and more. And then suddenly I have a poem. There's like a, a weird sensation that I feel where it's like, oh, a poem is here. Like I'm about to write a poem. I don't know if you can relate to that. Have you thought about like starting a workshop uh, associated with the Catch Fest or the Max Lit Fest? Um, I, it's something I think about. Oh. <laughs> um yeah it's something i think about i would love to organize like that's the kind of thing that i like it's something i've talked about with different friends and different like just like different ideas have kind of cropped up here and there um like what years just like 
what would a workshop look like? What would a residency look like? Like those kind of conversations where we get excited about the potential to bring people together in that way. But that's, it's a lot of work and I don't know if I have it in me to do that at this point in my life, but it is something that excites me to think about. Have you seen Zoe's residency? Yeah, the Ikea residency. You could do something like that. I don't know how you would do that. Yeah, well. Unless you have like the world's largest bookstore like in Philadelphia. <laughs> and you have people like walk around and do. That doesn't yeah. really relate to what she's doing, but. No, I definitely am more interested in like classic like feedback. Unless, yeah, like, like uh, what Shy Watson does. Yeah, totally. <clears throat> have you been in any of her, of her classes? Or have you taken any online workshops? I've done <clears throat> I've done the Cool Memories workshop. I did too. Yeah, I've done that too. Oh yeah, that I think that's great. I did um Courtney Bush's like co-led one on Rilka and that like was so good. Like I really, really got a lot out of that workshop and connected with some really cool writers. Um so I really I tend to hype that one up and suggest that to people, but I haven't done many workshops outside of that since like my past life. So what's so cool about the one that you took that you wanted to hype up? What makes um, it different? Well, I, th I, I hype up cool memories in general. I think that I like, you know, what we we're talking about with Ben earlier. Like, I just think Ben knows what he's doing and I, and it's affordable and, like, I think that anyone who takes those workshops will get something out of it, like, get what they're looking for. Um, and I don't know if that's always the case with workshops. Yeah, when I was reading your poetry, I was like, this is very, like, poetry that Ben would like. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh... Well, he likes the short conversational list poetry. Yeah. Have you read his uh, novel? No, I really want to, though. Are you writing <laughs> like... a novel? No, 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 uh, I, I'm not. I am a poet. I will. I mean, who knows? One day, maybe I'll get into prose, but I have stuck with poetry this far. You could do a poetry novel like Eileen Miles. Yeah, that. Yeah, but that's like very oppositional to the style of poetry I write. Have you thought about writing a script? There's a lot of people that are writing screenplays now. I have thought about getting into film, um, mostly just because I have a good friend who's a filmmaker, and there's Ew. potential for us to work together. Uh, her name is Christina Acevedo, um, and she just put out a short film this year called The Pointy Slippers, and I was the costume designer on the the short film, and it was just like such a fabulous experience, and I've just gotten to talk with her more about more, more ideas to come. And um, it's, I've always loved film. Film is like one of my favorite art forms. And so I would definitely be interested in doing that. Like Cocteau is like the coolest artist to me because he was doing all sorts of shit like that. It was just very poetic in nature. Um, and film is just like so accessible. 
um, in a way that poetry isn't. So I, I'm definitely attracted to it, but um, I, I don't know. I'm just letting these things kind of fall as they may. Is that the phrase? Come yeah. as may or whatever. Is being a costume designer kind of like being a poet because you're choosing little pieces of attire to put onto people and you're dressing them up? Maybe. Yeah, I like that. That's really sweet. Yeah, I'm like really into personal style and I like thinking about I'm going to bring that with me because that's uh, I've never heard that, but I like that a lot. So what was your favorite thing to do as a costume designer? I think that'd be a cool gig. Yeah, and it was, it was just a gig. Um, you know, it was a short, uh, like an indie production. Um, and for me, I think the best part of the job, as much as like I love shopping and sourcing and putting looks together, like it was like getting to spend time with the actors. Like really? I really enjoyed like, cause, because I was like kind of tending to them all day. I really got to like sit and like, chat with them and get to know them and um actors aren't people i'd normally get to hang out with so that was really fun you're gonna do like an actor fest yeah hell yeah i mean that would be really cool maybe i'll talk to christina about that that would be that's yeah. just like to do a little our own little film fest i should totally talk to her about that actually would you ever want catch fest or the next lit fest to be as big as awp no Okay. <laughs> Did you ever go to um the whale prom? No, unfortunately, I never got to go to that. I feel like it'd be something that you would be into. Yeah, definitely. I, and it was born in like a, I think a very similar time and like oppositional to AWP in a very similar way. Even though I know it was like at the same time or something, but um, it was like anti AWP, which is very much what i'm maybe not trying to do but it feels like that's a lot of what happens at the fest do you think zoe would take it over the next lit fest if you'd go on hiatus again uh no i don't think zoe would take it okay would you ever do an online component to the festival in what way like have online readings from like different like little presses during the same weekend for people that can't physically go uh, and like hang out with you guys, I guess. Yeah. That feels like very alt lit. Um, I think that's kind of like the, the, like the basis of what alt lit was, was allowing people to connect um, no matter where you were at and like to build that community where you were at. So I feel like that would be very aligned with the, like the ethos of the fest. But personally I'm like, no, like you have to show up. Like, cause yeah. I just so much, like, I just like want us all to get together in person. And that's like my personal feelings about it. But I think when I'm thinking about, the fest as like an organization like that would be that would be something really nice to do well maybe someone like i think you should stick to what you want to do and what you want to experience but maybe there's someone else out there that could organize something in adjacent with the festival and put something like organize it and then work with you 
to put it on along with the festival. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. So when's the next one coming up? It's going to be, it should be in August of 2024. Okay. Where's it going to be? In New York? No, it will be in Philadelphia. So it's always going to be in Philadelphia from now on? Yeah. I feel like that's a good choice. Yeah. I mean, as long as I live here, it will just always be wherever I live. If you did move to England, where would you move to? I don't know. I've never been to England. Okay. Have you been outside the U.S.? Yes. I've been to Paris and I've been oh. to like the Caribbean. What was Paris like? Um, Magical, but like honestly, my whenever I think about Paris, I just like think about the pizza that I ate there. <laughs> was it great? It was just like the best pizza of my life and I miss it and I wish I could eat that pizza again. So it was like kind of like (laughs) that's like my core association with it. Did you meet any guys down there? Did I meet any guys in Paris? Yeah. I feel like they have great guys. (laughs) Like great hair. Oh my god. No, I didn't meet any guys in Paris, no. If I went to Paris, that'd be like all I'm looking for is dudes. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's really, I think that, I think if I, I was 21 when I went. So I think Mm. I was a little bit like shy and insecure. But I think if I went as like an adult, then I'd be meeting more guys for sure. Mm -hmm. I bet they have literary shit down there. But it might be like really too fancy. No, I think that from what I've like seen on YouTube and shit, like I think that Paris has like a pretty accessible like artistic community for like Americans or like English speaking people. Um, where you could probably plug in pretty easily to that network. Have you ever met um Mira or Sarah Jean or I think I asked you that or Spencer Madsen? No, no, no. Those, yeah, those are definitely, like, that's, like, all royalty in my mind. I never met those people. Have you ever, like, been closely associated with any of them? I guess, like, maybe, like, maybe, like, one person away. Um, We're like, oh, I'm going to meet them. Maybe. No, no. Try to manifest the meeting. (laughs) No, I've never, like, cared that much. I think the, the, yeah no i like i feel like you know if you're in the scene then you're it's definitely that like six people theory or whatever that's called like we're we're all we all are not that far apart from each other um so you haven't like fangirled out for someone i just lost it have i fangirled out i mean maybe like I don't like what do you mean by that exactly like it like meeting someone and be like oh my god I'm such a fan or just like maybe you were too like you met them and then you realize you were embarrassed about the way that you reacted because they ended up being just like some like normal average person with like a normal life like everyone else but you thought in your mind they're like a big deal and you overreacted when you yeah Wow, I don't remember her name right now. It's Sarah something. <gasps> now that you're saying that, like Sarah, she's gotten public. Sarah Sutherland? Is it Sarah Sutherland? The realism confidence person? 
Oh, I don't know. I don't follow her work anymore. She has, yeah, no, Sarah Sutherland. She has, uh, because Theo turned me on to her because he was wanting me to get her on this podcast. Like, there's no way I could get her on this podcast, but she like has this like newsletter called like Realism Confidence. Oh, cool. I should subscribe. Yeah, I think I met her once and it was very much a thing of like, oh, yeah, she's a real person. Like, I don't. And I think but that was also like the time in my life where I was just starting to meet a lot of people in real life. Um, And so I think pretty quickly I that like dissolved. I like sometimes even though after meeting people and I realize there's like average people with like normal lives, I still like to keep that idea in my head of them being this like larger than life figure because life is so mundane and dull and there's <laughs> nothing really to get excited about. So I try to keep that excitement. Oh my God, I love head. that. That's really sweet and endearing. And I, I really, I think that's a great mentality to have, honestly. Thank you. Should, do you want to go soon or do you want to keep talking? Um, I mean, was there anything else you wanted to touch on? What was your reading like today? I mean, I could talk forever. <laughs> um, the reading I did today was it it's the Bring a Blanket series. And <laughs> you bring a blanket or like a huge pallet? <laughs> it well initially the series was at a park. But, like, today was the first time they did it inside. So, yeah, the name of the series is kind of funny now that it's no longer outside. Um, I, like, definitely was contemplating, like, should I show up with a blanket? Um, And I kind of needed one today. It was a little chilly. But, yeah, it was the – there was – I was reading. A few other people were reading. And then there was, like, a little open mic afterward. It was at this – bookstore that i'm obsessed with called lot 49 here in philadelphia and yeah it was a lot of fun i like during the reading i like tried to recall like how many readings i'd done this year because i felt like it wasn't like it felt like kind of a rare experience for me to be reading And so I was like thinking about on all the readings I had done this year and um, I think I did a reading in New York, but I can't remember what it was. When you're going to a reading, do you have a set list in your head of what you're going to read? Yes, I used to not prepare, but now I prepare. Why? Because... I don't know why i guess do you try to go off emotion and like kind of see what the audience is into at the point that you're reading and then you switch it up or do you switch up the way you read no i have a very standard like reading voice and all of that like my my style of writing is like very um like it is what it is at this point in my life i write a certain way I read a certain way but I think when I go to curate what I'm going to read for an event it's based on like what I'm going through and what I'm feeling rather than what I think other people want to hear who's one of your favorite readers that you've seen like oh man I wish I could read like them but I don't have their like energy huh um I mean Theo just came to mind Theo is like really fun um he's a performer Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, it. 
one of the best poets to like like i mean on like online or like on the page and in person like someone who i've like heard him read and been like oh my god you're the best poet ever is justin ryan five who i've like mentioned a few times already but yeah he read a couple poems at this little open mic today and i like encouraged him too because i just love to hear him read and i think he's really talented have you worked you should work on some with him oh no 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 why not we're two very different poets oh what's his twitter handle um i don't know if he's like on twitter these days but it's olive garden 420 okay yeah check it out see he might i don't know if he's active does he have any books out no okay if i were to publish again one day he would be the first person i publish for sure really yeah do you still i guess you don't work for witchcraft anymore no yeah no i when i stopped publishing for or when i stopped publishing sad spell i i had stepped away from witchcraft completely at that point have you contemplated going back at any point no no i don't i initially when i walked away from or i guess i didn't walk away but when i like split off to do the small press side um, it was because I just wasn't interested in doing the mag anymore. Like the mag just like wasn't lighting me up the way it did when we started. And I was, I and if I ever did get back into publishing, I I would publish books. Like I would just get more out of editing books rather mm-hmm. than like curating a magazine. Have you ever met Tommy Pico? Who? Tommy Pico. That sounds so familiar, but no, yeah, I don't know of him. Oh, oh well. Oh well. What are what top three songs, and then I'll let you go. Oh God, I don't listen to a lot of music. I I guess wow. but I can give you the top three songs because I just listened to three songs before this interview, and they're all Troy Sivan. So all of Troy Sivan's recent singles; those are the top three songs. Who is that? Um, he's like. A queer pop star, like this beautiful man. Like did this he do the? Pink. Did you do the song for um, call me by your name or my name or whatever? No, that's like uh, <laughs> what's Little Nas X? Oh really? wait, are you talking about like a soundtrack? Yeah, like, the 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 movie, call me by. Your oh, name. I thought you were talking about the song "Call Me by Your Name." That was Little Nas X. Yeah, I, I listened to him. Um, I don't think Troy Sivan was on the "Call Me by Your Name" soundtrack. Maybe was he's he the guy that passed away or something? No, he's very alive and well. Okay, because some some artists came out. It was sad. People are talking about how it was sad that they passed away or something. Oh. Oh well. What's this? What's the number one song by Troy Sivan? Um. I liked the middle one. I, let me pull this up real quick because I listened to the because I was listening to a podcast on Troy Sivan and I I I've liked Troy Sivan. Um, in the past, I liked his last album, but I hadn't listened to this new one. And then this podcast was like hyping him up, and I was like, okay, I gotta listen to these songs. Okay. The one I liked the most is "Got Me Started," 
and they, but they were all really really good and i'm excited to listen to the album i like pop music a lot so what's the podcast that you're listening to it's called Popcast, like oh. pop p-o-p smart <laughs> if you had a podcast who would you start it with um i don't know maybe like shy shy watson there you go all right thanks for coming on yeah thanks for having me this was a lot of fun you did a like you're a great host thank you yeah great guest oh i appreciate it okay well let me know if you need anything else from me to like get this cleaned up and ready to go oh no you're you're fine Okay. I don't do that much editing. I just do a little intro and then I throw it up. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, thanks again for thinking of me. No problem. Maybe you can come back sometime after maybe next year when you're doing the festival, the lead up to the festival. I can yeah. promote it. That's a great idea. Let's do it. I'm totally in. Okay, cool. Okay, well, have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye. Mm-hmm. That was Catch from Catch Fest. Terrific conversation. Very interesting because I didn't I didn't come in with any research. I did come in with a faulty computer that kept fucking up. My lips are so white and dry and crusty. I'm so dehydrated. I was up all night, man. And it's raining. It's just like a wreck of a day. But we pulled it off. It was so exciting. I tried to come in and be laid back. I wasn't too desperate. Didn't come in like a barrel of trains mowing. Catch over. Nope. Perfect little interview. And I hope you all are excited to hear it. All right. This is Tyler. And I'm out. And I hope I get to help out with catch. That would be fucking awesome. That's like a dream for me is to help out with these things. Anyway, I can't. Okay. We'll see you guys later. Bye.